It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Hornets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. In a minute, cause we live. We live. <laughs> It's Locked On Hornets. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Local experts on the number one daily sports podcast network. And you can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you get them. And you can follow us on Twitter at Locked On Hornets, at Walker Mail, and at Nada the Scribe. Before we get into any Hornets content, uh-huh. Nada, I need to ask you about this social media video that I am fascinated with because of you this man's be. bravery. And then, be. of course, you wanted to tweet about it and say, just basically no in all caps, you are not dealing with it. It is the man that decided that he was going to take his yard back via trash can by getting a gator into it, by pushing the trash can open-ended, pushing the gator all the way back and finally being able to put it in the trash can and just dealing with his property his way. You're saying that you wouldn't even do that and that house now belongs to the alligator? No, that that yard, that's that's the gator's yard. And you're going back into your house, but the yard is the gator's. Animal control, <laughs> my friend. That's what we do. We, this is where we rely on the public services that we pay our taxes for. Animal control. That's what we're. Uh, 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 I ain't messing with that thing. No, that that's no. Uh, uh-uh. uh. That's the yeah. yard. No, I, I got to tell you, I am. I do not do white people any favor when it comes to animals. You, I, no, I am you don't. that. You don't. I really don't. I have to acknowledge that no, no, there's no, 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 no. defending please tell it. Me you're lying. Please, no, please tell me you're lying right now. You are not the person that's going to mess with it and try and put it in the garbage can. No, I don't mind it. Not a, I really am kind of liable to do something stupid like that. The animal game. I grew up sports animals. My two loves. Neither of them went away and I was the one my buddies. In fact, at a cookout, a socially distanced cookout that we had last year for one of my buddies B days. We were all, of course, stationed outside because we weren't going to go inside, hide a pandemic, whatever. And there was a, <laughs> I've got to tell you, a big old black snake. Now, just a black snake, right? But still, it was one of the bigger ones I'd seen. And everybody points to me, Walker, you got to take care of this, grab this thing, put it in the other person's yard. I'm not trying to deal with it. And I, absolutely went over there and took care of business because I'm the guy that takes care of that kind of stuff. I know it's the stupid white guy thing. I, I own it. Nada. This is the thing that I own and recognize that, you know what? I probably should be leaving these things alone, but also somebody needs to take care of it at the snap of a finger. And that's me. I am so disappointed in you right now. I'm I, like, I'm at the point where I'm just mad and I'm, I'm disappointed. And you know what? We just gonna move on to the rest of the show. Cause otherwise I'm just gonna spend the rest of the 30 minutes yelling at you. Yeah, I mean, I was in Asheville the other day, and a dude was carrying no. around a snake, no, no, and no, then no, he was no, just no, like, no, no, "Here, I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it." I wanted to hold it, I not want, a. No, I did. No, yeah, no. Sorry, stop. all right, don't. Go, move don't. on to the show, please. 
<laughs> don't leave on. Don't don't leave me as a co-host. We'll finally talk about the Charlotte Hornets. Uh, James Brago, he spoke to the media after the first day of training camp. That's in full force right now before we get to the first preseason game, October 4th, and then the first regular season game, October 20th. We'll get to James Brago's comments in a moment, what it means to be a leader, how important it is to be a vocal leader. Kelly Oubre, I talked about it yesterday, how fascinating I found him in media day. PJ Washington also sharing some of his comments and thoughts leading up to the season. We'll get to that in the second and the third segment. But first, um, James Brago talked about what it means to be a leader. Now, let's get into that. And he specifically spoke about that regarding Terry Rozier, saying that he's become more vocal ever since he came in with the Charlotte Hornets. He's always been a hard worker. He's always been on the court, putting in his reps in the weight room, getting his conditioning right. I think that's something we've all known. Terry's always been somebody that's going to work really hard and nobody's ever questioned that. James Brego and asked how he's been different, maybe even how his leadership qualities have been different. And Borrego said the last couple of years, he's been putting guys in their place more as far as speaking to them. He's been taking on that kind of role and people have players have really responded to it. Um, you know, this is just another example, right? Like we've talked about the contract a lot, but his overall importance, I understand what it means, right? Yes. One, just the shooting, the on-court ability. There's a lot to like there, especially on the perimeter with his shooting, but also we do understand the leadership qualities. They do matter with Terry and you do need some vocalization, right? Yes, I, I don't know if you're getting that from Gordon Hayward. Miles, James Brega was praising in that regard last year too. And so he can be a guy that you look up to, but also it helps when one, just simple age, Terry's older. He's been on a playoff team before with the Boston Celtics. He showed up in the playoffs with the Boston Celtics and for him to have all of that and be vocal, that really does help. And I acknowledge that. No, it does. It does help. You do need those vocal guys because this team is naturally very, very young. So you need those guys that are, that'll be vocal and tell people where to be and Terry fills that. Gordon, less so, but guys like that are always welcome, especially a young team, especially when this team focuses on, as a whole, internal development. This is not one of those teams that's going to be able to sign the big free agent. They may be able to get an open box special. They may end up being able to do some other things in terms of acquiring talent, but for the most part, a lot of this development is going to have to be internal, until it's championship time and people want to play here on the cheap. That's the way this thing normally goes. So you're going to need those Terry Rogiers that become important to tell these kids where to be, to understand how to be a pro. And that goes for on and off the floor. So I get that. I love how this is all becoming a thing with Terry Rogier. And at the same time, I just... like This team had always struggled replacing Marvin Williams. We, we said it. I know I said it a little bit last year where we were wondering who the next Marvin Williams is going to be. Well, it turns out it's Terry Rozier. And in that alone, I think that's a really good thing for this roster going forward. Yeah, and I think even just losing all of the OGs that made the locker room great, maybe not a great basketball product, but that made the locker room great. You lose Kemba. Kemba goes to the Boston Celtics and then eventually you lose a Marvin Williams who was amazing to talk to and then now you don't even have Bismack Biombo, who a lot of dudes looked up to on this team and you don't have Cody Zeller anymore that might have led by example on the court diving for the loose basketballs and just being an overall veteran anyway. Here comes Terry Rozier. 
not necessarily a younger player, but somebody that came in from a different team um, that can hold that veteran leader role as well as Miles Bridges kind of growing into that as well. What I want to transition to in the next segment is when is it time for LaMelo to be a leader? How important is that, especially with James Brago putting very specific uh, emphasis on being a vocal leader, right? Like it's so cliche. It's like the it's like the thing to say, well, you know, you can lead in different ways. Ish Smith has been very smart about him saying, you know, hey, you can lead in strategic ways, but, you know, he kind of breaks it down even vocally. Borrego is saying, yeah, you need to talk. These people need to hear you rather than just leading by example. And let's talk about that in the next segment about LaMelo Ball and how important that is for him and when it's extremely important. But first, you need to tell the people about Sweat Block because it's a product we love and use. You know what? I, I, I will happily talk about sweat block which is currently the number one anti per in amazon's anti category i mean there are some things that folks are just really not comfortable talking about mine is talking about putting alligators in in garbage cans other people's is sweat <laughs> and some of y'all know i've personally dealt with this when i speak in public i can't help but sweat through my shirt sometimes it happens during the podcast too and i don't like mentioning that either but I, again, no one wants to talk about sweat. No one wants to worry about it. And that's why I use sweat block antiperspirant wipes. Sweat block is stronger and more effective than most clinical antiperspirants. You simply apply it at night, go to bed. Next morning, you get up, you wash yourself, and you go about your day without worrying about sweat. Guaranteed. It sounds too good to be true. I've been talking about this for the better part of two months. I can promise you it is true. No more pitting out my shirts. No more picking my shirts based on which one will hide the sweat better. If you or someone you know is dealing with this, you have to tell them to check out Sweat Block. Get it today for 20% off at sweatblock.com using our promo code Locked On, or at Amazon or at CVS. Trust me, it will change your life. It will change your entire wardrobe. How important is it for LaMelo Ball to be a vocal leader next year or even beyond? We talk about that next on the Lockdown Hornets podcast. This is Locked on Hornets. I do not like the MB2 nickname. That Lame- oh, it's bad. LaMelo, come yeah. on, man. I mean, look, I, I love everything else about you, but the MB times two. How in the world do you not like Airbnb, but you like MB times two? I, yeah. that's, that's bad. We can't allow him to create. And that's, the, that's the, the reason the rule exists. You can't give yourself your nickname. You can't do that. No, exactly. So, this is as I'm, bad as Kevin Durant wanted to call himself the servant. It's time for more of the Locked on Hornets podcast. The episode is brought to you by rockauto.com. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. So I ask you, why do you endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning? You don't have to be intimidated anymore. You can save time and money when using Rock Auto. Prices are reliably low for every customer, and it's a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Go explore their easy-to-use website today to find the solution to your auto parts needs. That website is rockauto.com. Go there right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck, right? Locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you. They have an amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. All right, Nada. So with James Brago's emphasis on becoming a vocal leader and Terry Rozier really having that a part of his repertoire now, you are looking at the starting point guard. Yes. The potential superstar of the future, a yes. guy that had a rookie of the year type season in a way that other rookie of the year's 
didn't even have. You know, if you were to rank rookie seasons of the past decade, I imagine LaMelo Ball would be pretty up there. Somebody that did affect winning basketball when the cliche beginning of the year take was that he's going to make a lot of fun plays, but not affect winning basketball. How important is it for somebody that is so young that by the GQ article we read from Tyler Tynes is still somebody that needs to show up on practice to practice on time or, you know, I I don't know how important all of that is, right? Like you have LaMelo being so young, but such a big part of this team, certainly a big part down the line, but you also have Terry Rozier, Miles Bridges kind of taking on that role and a Gordon Hayward who's going to lead by example. And Borrego talked about that, how important it is for him to settle things down on the court. I ask you not a LaMelo ball, him being a leader, him, telling guys what to do and doing the rah-rah thing with these players. How important is that right now? And how important is it that he gets that going forward? I don't hold like, I I think the answer to this is I'm not going to hold a 20 year old kid to the responsibilities of a 27, 28, 29, 30 plus year old person. Last year, they brought in Bismack Biombo for the specific purpose, and probably because he was the only adult left adult center that could fit under the cap. This is what you pay the Terry Rogiers for for right now. This is what you pay the Gordon Haywards for. It's kind of why you pay the Ish Smiths too. Like you have established veterans that know where to be, that know what to do, to know that know how to be a pro. And you pay them to do this and you pay them to be this role model so that at some point that LaMelo grows into it and it's not something I expect him to grow into tomorrow and maybe next year. But this is one of those things like I'm I don't want to expect him to do this. He can show up for like literally me and you were talking before this show before we started recording. And I just think about what I would be doing if the world was my oyster at 19. Would I be riding around in a Lambo that everybody in Center City knows is LaMelo's Lambo? <laughs> yes, I would. Would I be showing up two, three, four minutes, uh, th- four hours late, per se, to be doing stuff? Probably. Would I have to be, quote unquote, dragged to the weight room by Miles Bridges at times? Yes, I would. There's a lot of this that I completely understand. You got to understand that he's a kid. And I think. The one thing that the NBA doesn't do a good job of is establishing the fact that these are kids, man. And at some point, they will grow up. But considering he's legally not even old enough to drink yet, I think asking him to be a more vocal leader, that may be speaking up one every five times, not speaking up every time. Next year, if he speaks up one every three times, I'm good with it. A lot of this. Yeah, I mean, this it is crazy when you when you discuss him being 20 years old, that's him just turning 20. I mean, he turned 20 in late August, a 19 year old going out there and telling a 27 year old what to do. It does feel weird. You know, I know you run into that in everyday workspaces. I know it exists, but on the basketball court, where clearly some of these other players have seen more than a LaMelo Ball has, you can ask him to lead in certain situations maybe, but also you just don't really need that, Nada. I'm totally with you. I don't think this matters right now. Maybe it matters not even next year, maybe not even two years down the line. Like at some point you want to see some maturation, quote unquote, in that category. But other than that, it, it is why you have a Terry Rozier. It is why you have some of these other veterans. I equate it a little to the Carolina Panthers situation where 
Here's LaMelo Ball, a point guard. Here's Sam Darnold, a quarterback. Those are supposed to be the leading positions on the roster. Matt Rule was asked a lot in press availability. Mm -hmm. Do you want Sam Darnold to be a leader? And how is he showing that? Matt Rule would, would even push back on that idea. He wasn't even dodging the question saying, well, he leads by example. He wasn't even giving us that. He was like, here's the thing. I don't need Sam Darnold to be a leader. I need him to complete open passes. I need him to be accurate. I need him to run the team and run the offense how it's supposed to be run. We've got other veterans. You know, we've got guys that are going to lead by example and by uh, speaking to people. You know, Shaq Thompson, you know, he can do that. You want somebody on the offense? All right, that's fine. Chris McCaffrey's been in this system. He's in his fifth year in the league. Chris McCaffrey can go ahead and do that. You know, even guys up front like a Taylor Moten, but even a Matt Paradis, the center, we've got different guys to to serve that purpose. Sam Darnold, (laughs) man, he didn't say this, but you certainly can understand Sam Darnold, not very good his first three years in the league. Sam, just complete open passes, right? Like here, here's LaMelo. Hey, throw that behind the back pass, make people drop their jaw and let's go have some fun and win some ball games, right? Like go out there and try to be disciplined on defense. You know, focus shooting 500 times in the gym every single day and bring your three-point percentage up consistently and keep it at a 37% or something like that. I don't don't need you to give the speech to the locker room. Terry, you got that. You seem pretty comfortable with it. Miles, you've kind of grown to that area. You go ahead and do that. So I'm totally with you. We don't need that from LaMelo right now. Not even sure you need that from him next year. No, you don't. I don't think you need it from next. It's literally, you have coaches, you have veterans, you have... Like I said, there are people that you already pay to do this leadership thing. So for right now, I just need LaMelo to play ball and show up on time or show up close to on time. That's about it. That's all you're requiring from this kid. Once he grows up and, and more importantly, he's going to learn the leadership aspect on his own when this right. team starts succeeding. This is a on-the-job training thing that I think – a lot of people seem to ignore. More importantly at this point, I really do believe that when we're having these discussions about leadership, sometimes it's very, very, very overrated. Not everybody's a vocal leader. Not everybody is Jordan. There are guys that do this leading by example and going from there. LeBron was that way for a very, very long time. It served him very, very well. It didn't take, it took him until what, Miami? for him to really, really start being that vocal leader. And even then, it might have even been the second Cleveland stint. People grow into this. I don't need, and that's why I kind of push back on this stuff. And it's one of the things I hate about covering sports because we do this dumb alpha male thing with almost everything. Oh, who's the best this? Who's the best that? Who's the alpha? Who's the alpha in the room? Like, I hate all of that because 90% of the time it's not true. And it like takes all the context and nuance out of any sort of discussion about leadership. I don't think I've ever heard you do that voice before. That that was funny. I'm, I'm glad <laughs> I've never I'm heard glad, you do I'm that. You, I'm, that. That is my imitating like typical sports jock radio thing. That that yeah. yeah. I, I think you you did a good that. job. I've never that. heard that voice, and I liked it. Um, it is funny, by the way. I wanted to go back just real quickly to you bringing up Miles Bridges speaking in front of the media, saying that he did have to drag Lamelo. So, and and I actually I want to get this right. He didn't say he had to. He said he was dragging Lamelo to the weight room when referencing Lamelo getting bigger. And real quickly, just answering a KV McKinley question, he said, "Hey, Lamelo Ball looks bigger to me. What about you guys? I agree." 
you know, yeah, I, you were there. there. You were there. Yeah, I, I think so. You know, like some of that stuff can get spun out of control. Oh yeah, yo, he really. We're, look at our voices. What, what do we think the voice? <laughs> we think the, voice, the public just all speaks like that. Yes. Anyway, this can get spun out of control. Oh, he's the best physical condition I've ever seen him in. I, I understand that. Lamelo just looks bigger. Like the NBA does a great job at putting weight on people. Lamelo looks bigger this year. Either way, when Miles Bridges was talking about Lamelo putting some weight on, he did say he was dragging him to the weight room. I, nobody asked him, and I'll raise my hand as a part of being responsible. I was there. I could have done it, but I didn't. Nobody asked him, well, what was the extent of that? Like was was Lamelo pushing back? Did Lamelo just not want to do it? Um, or were you just kind of using that as just some free flowing word? Yeah, you know, I was dragging him in there. La di da like just didn't mean anything by it. You know, that that was kind of interesting to hear. Um, but yeah, I, I wouldn't make too much of it. All right, let's move on. I want to talk about Kelly Oubre's media availability a little bit more in detail. I also want to talk a little more about PJ Washington, but not before I talk about Bilt Bar. I got excited last week when I checked my mailbox and I found the cookie dough chunk that they had just sent to us. The limited flavors are always the best. I don't know why. I I have to imagine that they're doing it to protect the public because every single one of these are so amazingly good and then it just makes you want to come back for more and then they release this limited flavor and that's even better than the one before. I'm already down to just one more in my box. I ate one for dessert last night. It tastes (laughs) that good. Not kidding. I I ate one for dessert. And the great thing is it's only 150 calories. Like that's not what dessert is supposed to be. It's supposed to be this awful, delicious, yet just awful fat thing. This is not that low in calories, low in sugar, high in protein, high in fiber. And the best part is you can go to billbar.com right now and use promo code locked 15 and you'll get 15% off your order. Again, use promo code locked 15 and you're going to get 15% off at billbar.com. Let's talk about Kelly Oubre and PJ Washington coming up next on the Lockdown Hornets podcast. This is Locked on Hornets. Did you just, we got food at home, Alperine Sengun? You literally just, we We're got not food. going to McDonald's, Nada. We, we do. <laughs> right. Look, I, Eddie Murphy out here. I'm, I'm Eddie Murphy right now, okay? I'm telling you, we're going to chop up the green peppers. We're going to put it in the hamburger meat, and it's going to be good enough. It's time for more of the Locked on Hornets podcast. is the fastest and the easiest way to bet on all your sports action baseball season or five games for the Atlanta Braves left in their season their magic number is three to make it to the playoffs after what was an abysmal start not being able to get over 500 pretty crazy story with the Atlanta Braves or maybe you want to see the St. Louis Cardinals continue to never lose again either way you can go to bet online and bet on some baseball action as well as the NFL plenty of games left in the season there to go get some money off of bet online don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Head to the website, use your mobile device to sign up today and receive 50% uh, receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online. They're your online sportsbook experts. The promo code is locked on. All right, let's read over some of Kelly Oubre's comments because I said it a couple of times. I thought he was the most interesting to listen to. Kai Jones was just the most fun. Yeah. I just he was the most honestly adorable is the word that comes to mind with Kai Jones entering the league. I'm sure he wouldn't love that. Still, that's just what it was. Kelly Oubre, he was more interesting. And here are a couple of comments that he said. 
He said, quote, I'm happy to have fun playing the game of basketball again. He said he hasn't been this excited to start a season in five years. When asked why that was the case, he said it was the vibes. He said it was the energy in the building, just around the team. That was a reason for that. So let's dissect that one first. Not he said, I'm happy to have fun playing the game of basketball again. He talked about the free throw shooting last year, really specifically the three point shooting, because that was a known thing, how just abysmal he was at the beginning of the season from beyond the arc. He said he had to battle some unforeseen things like injuries, and we know it wasn't the greatest time for him in Golden State. Yeah. He did say he wanted to start, but there were some mesh problems with them there. Um, I, we're getting it seems like a a jovial Kelly Oubre with the Charlotte Hornets team. He's really excited to be a part of this franchise. And I, I hope that allows him to shoot more confidently from the perimeter and just overall play more confidently as a player this season. Like, I think, I think honestly, we kind of don't understand how unfun a playoff where it's literally playoffs or bust. Like, I don't think people seem to understand that if you're in a mindset or if you're in a, on a team that feels the need to go repeat and live up to the expectations because Golden State is one of those teams where playoffs are all right, but you got to you gotta make a couple rounds. Even last year, like, you had Steph that was on a tear, so you don't want to be the one that screws this up and then something else happens. So I can understand how that's not very fun. I like I think we're underestimating in certain aspects like how much this thing can be a slog and I don't I, I don't necessarily like agree that anyone getting paid millions of dollars it can be a slog but this is a job and at the end of the day if it's very unfun and if there are a whole bunch of communication issues and there are a whole bunch of problems like the fact that he was like I'm looking forward to just playing basketball and having fun I think that kind of matters, and I think that's something that when you talk about the Hornets brand going forward, hey, you can come here, you can have fun, you can win a whole bunch of games, and we're not going to be that grind per se. That's that's not ne- like for a brand. That's not necessarily a bad brand alternative to have in the in the league at this point. Oh no! It's 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 an excellent it's an excellent mantra. It's an excellent pitch to anybody that you want to play for this franchise. The thing is, they got to take care of the win a whole bunch yes. of games yes. part of that sentence. Right now, it's a lot of fun. Lamelo Ball has done wonders for that specific aspect, but they got to take care of the winning a whole bunch of games thing. And it is a team that is embracing the playoff or bust mantra. But it, you're right; like clearly, they don't have the expectations of Golden State. They don't have the reputation of the Warriors. They don't have the history in the last decade to live up to something that few teams ever. NBA history have ever done before. And so here's a guy like Ubre who gets traded for you're you're immediately new on the scene and you've got a lot of responsibility to try to help that franchise get back there. That's not the case for Charlotte. You know, I mean, Kelly, it's funny. You know, Kelly played a significant part with Golden State last year. He's going to play a significant part with the Hornets, but he's still not going to start. Yeah, you know, like it's interesting, right? Because this is a guy that I think a lot of people like, um, but with the Golden State Warriors, where you have big time star power, big time attention in Steph Curry, 
you know, Draymond Green at least was on the roster. Interesting storylines, integrating a new player like a James Wiseman, the second overall selection in the past draft. You know, Kelly Oubre, it's like, all right, we need you to step up because Clay Thompson ain't here right now. And we've lost a lot of our depth over the years that made us such a juggernaut to play and helped us win some championships. But now here he comes to Charlotte where he's going to get plenty of minutes, but the responsibility of Kelly is, is not that much. Nada. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's, you want him to certainly be able to help this team, but if you're going to come off of the bench and here we are talking about who the sixth and seventh guys are, I mean, whoever starts between PJ and miles, you could argue they're the next guy off of the bench. And then it's a Kelly Oubre with the Charlotte Hornets. You know, you're not going to get as much media attention. I I think this season is going to do wonders for him. And I think he knows that. And he's happy to be a part of this type of franchise in the moment they're in. right? Yeah, absolutely. I I absolutely agree that. Uh, And that's the thing. I just, I think he wants to enjoy it. I think a lot of this a lot of a lot of the joy and the fact that he's so happy has to involve that he's just not in the situation that was very bad. You also got to remember uh, with a lot of this now that he's remember he was supposed to be on that Phoenix team that went all the way except they traded him in the offseason. So you got to look at it at, at like that too. Like he gets to establish himself and grant that second year not being as guaranteed is one of those situations that I'm not sure he can really like put down roots roots. I hope he does because he's a very fun person to have around the, again, around the city from everyone that I've ever talked to. And I just, I, I really hope it works out for, here for him. And I hope that he's able to be freer and do more things. And like you said, shoot better from the corner and not overthink a lot of this. Yeah, my first experience with Kelly Oubre was a really good one. Really, uh, really enjoyed listening to him talk on Media Day. Last guy to kind of evaluate in some of his comments. We'll go to PJ Washington. We've talked about the starting, the sitting thing, really nothing there. They gave you the cliche answers that we gave in the media role play last week. It's okay. I don't care. I just want to help this team, yada, yada. All right, cool. You know, it's that's great, but I don't have any interest in talking about it. What I do have some interest in talking about is I asked PJ Washington, somebody asked him what he wanted to improve on the most. He said three point shooting, which is surprising. He's already a really good shooter, but he did say his goal is to get to 40% and stay there. So that would be an increase, not by a ton, but that would be an increase from what he did the last two seasons. And then he did say shooting at the rim, which has been well said on this podcast. Anybody that covers the Hornets, we all know that PJ did not do a great job finishing inside the three point line. And even specifically at the basket played a lot of five this year not the tallest guy in the world stands at about six, seven going against taller dudes against him. And so when I said, um, when I ask him what goes into finishing better at the rim, I don't know if there was some kind of answer, getting better positioning or anything like that. At first he said, I don't know. <laughs> you know he, he kind of was like, geez, if I knew Walker, then I would have done it by now, which, you know, leads you to the, Oh God, was that a dumb question? So then I kind of reiterated, you know, how does it, did you watch film? Is there something that you saw that maybe you were doing that you can fix heading into this year? He said, no, not really. It was just that I was missing shots. I just need to work on finishing over taller defenders, make sure that 
guy can just start hitting those shots down low, being a better post up player. And some of those hopefully will fix itself. Not I am a believer in that PJ will not have even close to the type of year he had finishing at the basket last season. I think you can see and will see a pretty significant jump, um, at least as far as that specific aspect goes. Are you one that believes in PJ in that area? No, and it's okay. Because oh you don't you don't think he's going to finish better at the rim no, this year? No, I don't. I don't. I think it's oh, I wow. think it's a unfortunately I think it's a feature not a bug. I also think though that if he's less hesitant to shoot from 3 and shoots 40 I think 40% for him is legitimately possible. I think Oh yeah, 100%. I think that with that that's going to get him paid. I think focusing on that 40% is the right way to go for his game. If he focuses on ceiling and making sure someone on his team gets the rebound and hits forty percent, I think that's a successful season for him. I know, and, and the points will come where they come at that point because as long as he hits threes at a forty percent clip, that makes it a lot. And I guess, you know what? I'm walking back my answer as I think about it because if he hits forty percent, he's naturally going to finish better at the rim do you know why because the people are gonna he's going to drive and get past a lot of guys and by that time if he's playing the five the length is there so you know what you're right he will finish better at the rim that's because no one will be there to 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 challenge him no one tall will be there because he'll probably be the small ball five yeah, I mean, I and that's something you also talked about just finishing better off of the drive. It's something he worked on more so at the beginning of the year. And I think that probably hurt him too. you know, PJ tried to take more responsibility, taking guys off the deck. And I, it just it wasn't there as much. And I, I thought it was well worth the time exploring that, right? Like there, there is a certain ceiling. There is a certain level you can break through when you're able to put the ball on the floor at an effective pace. It just didn't really happen for him as much, right? Like wasn't creating nearly as much. And I think that's okay. Hey, go shoot your 40%. Go post up. Be better down at the basket. Like that that's the number one thing for him, man. Yeah. If if you can just make more shots at the basket, I think that'll be great. Continue to just even keep your defense, you know, pretty stagnant right now and improve, right? Like as long as you don't take some big step back, I expect a, a good season from the third year player now out of Kentucky in PJ Washington. All right, that'll do it for Lockdown Hornets today. Thanks again for joining us on the Lockdown Podcast Network. Make sure you play any episode by telling your smart device to play Locked on NBA, Hollinger and Duncan. Again, really any show on the network. Have a great day. We'll be back with you tomorrow with more comments from James Brago after training camp. And we continue to roll along with Media Day Answers just a couple of days ago. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. 